What's up, YouTube? I'm JS, and this is Cosplay Alliance. Today, I actually get to sit down with fellow Red Hood cosplayer, Tim Thornton, a.k.a. Saxton Thornstar. Make sure you stay till the end to find out how to win yourself some Batarangs. And we should be recording. Awesome. What's up, Internet? Thanks for joining us back in Cosplay Alliance. Today I get the chance to sit down with Tim. It's Tim Thornton. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, A.K.A. Saxton Thornstar on Instagram. How's it going, man? Yeah, good yourself. Doing well. Thanks for doing this. Um, we were just chatting a little bit before we started recording about that collection of helmet you got behind you. That's that's quite something else. Um are you mainly uh, – actually, you know what? Why don't you introduce yourself to everybody first? Uh -huh. uh, so I'm Thornstar Cosplay, Saxon Thornstar, the name I go by. Uh, I've been doing cosplay for seven years now. Uh, I'm an Australian, clearly, by the accent. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mostly do DC cosplays. Um, I've got smatterings of – you can – where is it? There. Crossbones from Marvel. That's pretty much my only one. Uh, and uh, here and there, I do Star Wars cosplays. I've got a couple in building, but they take forever because it's Star Wars. Uh, so, yeah. Awesome. Mostly um, <laughs> Well, I mean, and, and I was going to get into that, actually, uh, uh, on your Instagram. I mean, a lot of armored cosplay. Um, although you tend to stick around... Jason Todd cosplays, Red Hoods. Um... Yeah, uh, like I started with uh, what is it? Deathstroke. Um, yeah, that was your first cause... cosplay. Yeah, uh, so I did uh, I did two versions of Deathstroke when I first started. Um, were... <laughs> the first one was pretty bad, but I mean, everyone is when you start. It's just part of the part of the cost of it, really. Um, and then, yeah, I've been working on a Justice League one in the background, and then Snyder Cut came out, and everything was wrong, so I started again. <laughs> so is that is that a future plan? Is the Snyderverse Deathstroke? Yeah, pretty much, because um, I was working with a couple of other guys uh, to try and do a fully accurate, kind of like what I did with Arkham, uh, a fully accurate version of the Deathstroke costume. Um, but of course, we built it off Justice League, which mm, there wasn't a huge amount of photos or access to what the costume looked like uh, to do the detail for it. So I did my best, but I, I wasn't happy with it. Um, mm -hmm. So once the it was the photos that came out of the museum piece that they did in right. Texas, I think it was, um, where yeah. I got that and went, oh, cool. I've now got a stupid amount of references. I can just start again. Because in the actual movie, we only got literally like a 10, not even 10 second yeah, shot of his much. upper body. We never even got to see his full body. Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, there was a guy on the uh, RPF forums that went into the museum and took about 70, 80 photos with a HDR oh, camera. Wow. Um, 
And I went through and went, oh, cool. This is wrong. 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 I think the only thing I got right was the shoulders. So lots of good reference then on the, uh, on the RPF. Yeah. Oh, they're a great resource. Um, I, I, I wanted to get a little bit about how you, you first got into cosplay, but I, I am curious when I'm looking at a lot of your cosplays, they're very professional. I mean, your Arkham, your Arkham Knight is insane. Um, your Arkham Red Hood is even crazier. Um, do you, do you make all this stuff yourself? It's a bit of a mix. Um, so where is it? this one was mm-hmm. a 3D model that I got commissioned based off the DOG, DOJ, uh, tech cow that you see um, Alfred working on to turn into a Red Hood helmet, 3D printed it, and um, then I did all the paint jobs and all that. All the paint jobs you see are all done directly by me. Um, a lot of the stuff I get is off uh, Ruthless FX. Um, yep. So where is it? The Black Mask, the that Deathstroke, um, the raw armor pieces for my Arkham Knights are all done by him. Uh, and I do all the paint jobs, the weathering, the mounting. Um, so I do a lot of – it's a very big mix between either I make the armor or I get someone to give me either a raw resin cast or – Sometimes raw rubber, but I don't like painting rubber because no one does. Yeah, rubber is tough to paint. Nothing wants to stick to rubber. Yeah, and unfortunately, I've got the philosophy. I've always had the philosophy of if you are going to do it, do it right. doesn't matter how expensive it is. And, of course, so if you start painting rubber, you're then looking at only using uh, was it imperial paints over the States, which to get here is disgusting. Like thousands of dollars worth of paint. Oof. So it's just easier for me to use resin. Um, I mean, it comes out well. Arkham's the perfect example of it. Uh, the Deathstroke Justice League that I did was all me. It was modeling between uh, Crimson Coscraft and uh, Badge3D on Instagram. Yep. Those are the guys I was working with. Um, so Badge, he finished his first and then I because I was molding everything in rubber um, and doing cold casting with it, that took a hell of a lot longer. Mm. Um, and you, you can kind of see the difference of the materials between, so badges was all 3D printed and resin, mine was mostly rubber. Um, it does come out with a different effect. So it, it, it's good learning those techniques and knowing what works with what. So are you 3D printing first, then molding, then casting? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. 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 I don't typically do any uh, – what's the word? Um, like clay, clay um, yeah. masters. I, I'm, I, they don't get to the finish that I like. like I, I'm not a big fan of going in, doing a clay master, doing a mold, getting a resin thing to – then get the finishes on it and then doing the final mold. Like it, to me, it's a waste of time. Um, I understand the craft behind it, but I like to effectively use my money. Yeah. Keep to the purest purity of it. I mean, I 3d print myself and I can tell you, I mean, it's so much easier. I mean, you're skipping a bunch of steps when you're going right to 3d printing. Right. And then you can mold right off your 3d print and not have to worry about 
is it going to look right? Is it going to have imperfections? Well, no, as long as you're 3D printing is finished properly, it's going to look exact every time. So yeah, exactly. Definitely. Uh, how did you even get into cosplay? I mean, you've been cosplaying now for a while. Um, how did you even get started? Um, honestly, it started as just a friend going, Hey, you want to come to a pop culture convention? And I was like, yeah, okay. I don't really know anything about it. Mm -hmm. Went and I was like, Oh shit. No, this is something I'd like to do. Uh, at the time I was losing a hell of a lot of weight. So it was a additional thing to go, okay, you can do this as an end point to losing weight. And it pushed me forward, got me through that. Um, and it was a good creative outlet. Uh, I clearly like doing creative stuff. My job is not exactly conducive to doing that kind of creation. Um, so it was a good outlet, a good hobby for it, even for all the money that I spent. What, what do you do for a job, if you don't mind me asking? If you don't mind sharing with everybody. No, that's fine. I'm an architect. Oh, so you very much are a creative person to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, I, look, I've done a lot of other things. I've done mechanical design, I've done structural design, but at the moment I'm just doing architecture, commercial mostly. Um, so, yeah. Hey, what specifically attract? I mean, like I said, you do a lot of, of Jason Todd-based cosplays. Uh, what specifically attracted you to, to Red Hood, Jason Todd, Arkham Knight, that whole world of, of well, that specific Robin, really? Mostly for me, it's the attitude that he has in the comics. Um, his personality is a lot, I'm not going to say similar to mine, but it very conducive comparative to the other Robins and most other characters. It's the same reason that I do Deathstroke. Um, you know, it's a guy that has a lot of flaws, but can still do some good. Um, it's a little bit more natural than just the Dick races of the world where it's just, I'm purely good. I'm just good. And it's like, well, no, everyone's got flaws. Um, mm -hmm. so it's a good character to go. Yeah. You can be for lack of a better word, broken and still put something into the world that isn't bad. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Um, what did you think of how they introduced Jason in the Snyderverse? Jason, you sure? Oh, tell me you tell me you didn't miss that. It's the not Jason, Jason Todd Robin suit that's sitting it's there in the back. What do you mean it's not Jason? Snyder's already come out and said it's not Jason. Really now? So see, I missed that part. There was a little side comment he made in one of the interviews. Uh, it's Dick Grayson. Really? A lot of people, yeah, people got angry about that. No, I, I kind of understand. Like, yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, my God, that's Jason. That's cool. Um, but apparently it wasn't. Well, the ha-ha-ha written all over it kind of. Yeah. I mean, uh, I it's think hard it was, not to think it's Jason, right? Yeah, exactly. I think it came across, uh, he's trying to, like, combine the two. I, I've seen a lot of directors do that, where they combine... Mm stuff between two of the Robins because there's so many of them now, um, which, you know, it's a bit annoying, but, I mean, Jason's in Titans now. It's not the best version of Jason. I appreciate that the actor has the fucking forehead the size of mine, but anyway. Well, but we are going to see him as Red Hood this year, so that's at least good. I mean, I, yeah. I'm going to admit I'm not... I'm excited for that. I, so am I. Uh, I'm not 100% sold on the helmet. Um, something weird yeah. about the eyes. There's something about the eyes that 
doesn't look right. Uh, now, to be fair, we saw him for two seconds in the trailer, but something weird yeah, about the look, eyes. The, the photos of it that came out, um, it's a hill I'm going to die on. Uh, the, from a design aspect, I know exactly what's wrong with the helmet and why it's setting people off. It's a combination of the eyes, the cheeks, and the size of the helmet. Um, unfortunately, it, it, it's a side effect of um, production that the actor needs to be able to see. Um, mm -hmm. And I can, I'm sure both of us can speak from experience. It is hard to see in these helmets, like yep. really hard. <laughs> um, that, yeah, the design of, so say this one, it's probably my most visible one, but it's still really hard to see out of. And it took mm. a lot of time of me going back and forth doing scaling prints to make sure it was sized to my head correctly. And it is difficult when the actor proportionally, like I'm okay. I've got fairly large broad shoulders, which match my larger head. Whereas the actor for Titans, he has a much larger head proportionate to his body. So it throws off the scaling a bit, which, you can't really get around, um, at least with a lens helmet. Um, Crossbones, Deathstroke, uh, they're good examples of when you don't have lenses in a helmet, you can make it much tighter to the actor's head, and so it doesn't look unnatural. Unfortunately, with the Titan's helmet, the cheeks come out way too much, the head is too large that way, and it just, yeah, it, it something seems unnatural about it. To be fair, I mean, the show's not out yet. I mean, it could yeah. change in post, you know, um, they could change it in CG and, and, and make it look better, make it look right. Who knows? Uh, I, I'm excited to see, finally seeing Red Hood in live action. That's yeah. I, the that's what suit I'm excited itself about. looks great. Personally. It looks amazing. Think, yeah. Like the armor comes out really well. Not a huge fan of the choice of using the outlaw symbol rather than the Red Hood symbol, but that's personal preference more than anything. Mm -hmm. um, but the suit is really well made and it looks really good. It's it's a common thing in Red Hood. Any Red Hood design, the helmet is can make or break it. Definitely. I mean, it's 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 his most uh, recognizable feature. So you're right. Yeah. Totally make him or break him for sure. Um. I want to switch gears uh, just a little bit here. Um, mm -hmm. The new Batman movie. I'm assuming you've seen the trailer. I have. I've uh, seen it. Um, I want to get your thoughts a little bit about what they're creating there with that world. I also want to get a little bit about your thoughts about how you think they're portraying the Riddler or what you think about how they're trying to portray the Riddler. I think given the way... It, it it's a bit difficult to kind of put to words, but I think what they're doing with the Riddler is a good thing. Um, I like it when they take characters' core principles, rewrite them for the way the world is when that was written. Um, good example would be Man of Steel. It's one of my favorite movies, and I know a lot of people have issues with the way Henry Cavill's Superman comes across in that movie, but I think it works with the way the world is now. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry to say, but this world you don't get to have a purely good person. No, I agree. Right off the bat, they need Completely to come agree. to that point. Um, so yeah, with the Riddler, I think it's interesting. Um, I need to see the movie. I can't speak just from the trailer. The I try my best not to pull 
assumptions from any trailers or pre-seeing the movie itself. I need to see the movie to know whether it works or not, because otherwise I end up getting disappointed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and that's a, a problem a lot of people have is is they prejudge a short two-minute clip and they make them, you know, they give themselves an idea of what they think it's going to be. And and you're right, more often than not, they end up being disappointed. Um, yeah. What did you think of the um, Snyderverse uh, or the Snyder Cut, I should say, release? Uh, I know. I, I mean, I love. Yeah, I loved it. Um, I think it fixed pretty much all of the problems that the movie had sure it's not a perfect movie but i mean i know a lot of people complain about the length of it and i'm just kind of like well sure it wouldn't have been that long had it have come out in the movies but because he had that chance to release it outside of the restrictions of cinema that he just allowed to go nuts and I, like i enjoy the characters i enjoy how snyder writes um I know it's a bit divisive at times, but yeah. I I, I agree. I, I also very much enjoyed the, the, the Snyder Cut. I, I think that, like you say, a lot of the issues that they had, I feel were very much related to production issues, the whole Snyder leaving, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so much has gone on, and we got such a mishmash of a movie to begin with that – you're right. It's not a perfect movie, but it, it was so much better, I thought, than the first one. Yeah, I mean, um, it addressed all the problems people had. So it did. It really did. You're right. Um, I mean, we talked a little bit at the beginning here how you're mainly into, uh, or actually, maybe we were talking about this before we started recording, uh, how you're mostly into DC properties. Um, mm -hmm. What other pro uh, properties or characters are you into? I mean, obviously, like we discussed already. You know, you've got an amazing Deathstroke cosplay. You're doing a lot of different Red Hoods and Arkham Knights and so on and so forth. But any other specific characters or properties that you're really into? Um, so I'm working on, again, a lot of armored cosplays. Uh, I'm working on a couple of different Star Wars ones. There's a uh, couple of clone trooper uh, variants that I'm looking at. Um, I've got files to start working on a Death Trooper. Um, I want to try and do Grand Admiral Thrawn. He's probably my most favorite character out of Star Wars. The problem is that suit is really unforgiving. So I always have a philosophy. I don't feel I'm physically in a position to do a costume. I won't do it. Um, I'm a, I'll openly admit I'm a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to that. But I think of my personal health as part of the costume rather than just going, ah, I'll just do it. Um, there's a lot of photos I've just never posted because I wasn't happy with where I was personally at the time. And I was like, mm, nah, throw that out. <laughs> um, yeah. It, I never really thought of doing any more Marvel ones. There's not a huge amount of characters in Marvel that kind of grab my interest as much as all of this. Mm -hmm. um, I'm working on a couple of other DC ones. Um, there's a, there's a there. uh, reverse flash helmet for, oh yeah. I've been working on that in the background, but it, that's a massive project. Cause it's, again, it's like Deathstroke. There's a huge amount of molds that maybe made for it. Um, cause it's based off the new 52 reverse flash, not the mm. 
one everyone knows, the uh, here Bardthorn one. Uh, and I'm working on two different Batman cosplays because it's about time I do a popular character rather than all the side ones. <laughs> um, I want to get back to what you were just saying a little bit here about um, how you know if you don't feel like you're you're physically in shape to do a specific cosplay um i i, I kind of feel the same um I, there's a lot of cosplays that i've wanted to do over the years that i just didn't feel comfortable doing because i didn't feel that i was in in, in the physical shape to do i also feel like if somebody wants to do a cosplay um they should be able to do whatever they want, whether they feel they're in physical shape to do one or not. Um, oh, I've never had any issues with what other people are doing. What are your thoughts into that? Because there's a lot of people, especially women these days, get bullied. They get harassed. Get all sorts of messages online because of their physical appearance versus what the character is supposed to look like. What are your thoughts with all of that? Uh, look. I do it as a personal thing. It's a personal choice for me with my body. And end of the day, that's what it comes down to. If you are comfortable doing it, do it. Screw everyone else. Um, I don't do it for uh, gratification from anyone else. I do it for myself. Um, mm -hmm. I'm big in making sure I keep myself healthy. Uh, and this is my version of, you know, giving myself a reason to be healthy beyond just being healthy. Um, but if someone wants to do it and they're not in shape, all the power to you. Um, I don't think anyone on the internet should be commenting on anyone else's physical appearance. Do, do you feel like women get it worse than men though? I, I, I feel like men, I, and I don't know, and maybe that's just the way I see it because I only see my little tiny little piece of the cosplay world, but uh, I feel like women sometimes take more heat for their physical appearance specifically than, than, than maybe men. Um, what do you think about that? I think it is, I think numbers wise, yes. Numbers wise, women will always get more comments on their physical appearance. That is a horrible side effect of the world we live in. Um, ratio wise for audience to numbers of, let's be honest, abusive comments, uh, I think it's about equal. I've known plenty of guys that are either overweight or underweight and they get a hell of a lot of comments. Oh, you're too skinny to be Nightwing. Oh, you're too fat to be a Stormtrooper. All that sort of just really disgusting comments. And it, I've found it to be, if you take a look at, okay, a girl can have 10,000 followers and she gets a thousand abusive comments. A guy has a uh -huh. 100 and gets 10 it's it's ratio to there. the ratio is there audience. right right um I, I, you make a good point there um do you think women um specifically have more opportunities than men when it comes to the cosplay world when it comes to the professional side of cosplay um versus well the opportunities that men have in the cosplay world yeah yeah, I do. Um, it, but that is a result of, like, I'm, it's not an unfair thing. It's just how how it all unfolds. Uh, women get um, 
more chance because they pour and pull in more of an audience. It's a side effect of the fact that most of the cosplay community is guys. So they are going to be pulled towards that. That's just natural. Um, it's the exact opposite, realistically, of professional sport. Mm-hmm. The side effect of that being they get more attention, but they also get more flack, like you were just saying. Yeah. The ratio is yeah. going to be there, right? Um, yeah, I, I exactly don't think right. there's – I mean, I, I hate saying I don't think there's a way to get away from it, but the reality of it is is that, yeah, the, the ratio is definitely there. Um, I, you know, I'm hoping cons are going to come back soon. Um, no, they already are for us. Oh, are they really? Yeah, we've just had – Melbourne and Sydney com- uh, Supernova just came through. Um, I think Melbourne, that's the thing. I'm in a state where we're relatively under control now. Um, mm-hmm. Our other states are back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, but our cons are going forward for the end of the year. Um, I know some in Melbourne have been, they've been postponed because they went, back in a lockdown, back out of lockdown. Mm. Sydney, I think, got postponed as well. Um, but for the most part, we are getting back on track. All of the Queensland conventions have all gone forward without, without any problems. We haven't had any super spreader events, nothing. So, I mean, have you been to any yet? Yeah, I went to one in, what was it? Like in April, I think it was. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, well, we were still um, in the middle of lockdown here in April. I mean, we're still technically in <laughs> lockdown here. I mean, in Canada, I mean, it's, I don't know about everywhere else in the world, but in Canada, we're slowly now just starting to open things back up. But um, April was m- still massive lockdowns here. Um, what was I the mean, reaction? We of- in- Sorry, no, go ahead. Like we, we went into our lockdowns April last year um, mm-hmm. till about, June, July, and then it started opening back up. Um, and it was just that the conventions couldn't hold large ones. Um, but yeah, most of the conventions here they run because the second a super a super spreader event happens in a capital city in the next state over, which for Australia is like a thousand kilometers away, um, we immediately shut down our borders. We just don't let anyone in. Well, that works. So, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely has. What, what was the ambiance like, you know, when you're finally back into a con after a year of shutdowns and lockdowns? And uh, what was it like? It was weird. Um, <laughs> the population density of the con was a lot smaller. Um, there was a lot less, like, stalls. Artist Alley, all that sort of stuff was there was a hell of a lot less um, because of the nature of the way each state is separate. We had people that who would usually come up from Melbourne or Sydney, and they weren't there because they couldn't be. They weren't allowed across the borders at the time. Um, but it was a example that everything was bouncing back. Um, it wasn't just like this death knell that. A couple of people ran around saying that, oh, it's going to be the death of the cons. Well, they're still around. So what's your next con? Do you already know at this point? Do you already have plans so far? Um, my next con is oh, it's either Oscomicon Brisbane or Supernova Brisbane. I can't remember which one comes first. Um, 
Now those aren't until yeah. the summer for you guys, right? Which is our winter, if I remember correctly. Yes, end of year. So it's like October kind of period. Um, right. So I've got some time to work on new costumes. I have not got enough time. <laughs> I take like three years on every major costume. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, I mean, what what is your next big cosplay? If, again, if if it's okay that we share that with everybody, yeah, that's fine. Uh, uh, I know a the, lot of people are very thing. sensitive about sharing what they're currently working on. They want to keep it secret <laughs> until it's all ready to go. But uh, so the next big one I'm working on is a, uh, I guess you could call it a Snyderized version of Thomas Wayne, Batman. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Um, so I'm getting all the pieces together for that. I've got the cowl and working on all the other parts now with, with flashpoint coming soon are you setting yourself up again to be developing a costume that you're gonna want to modify once the movie comes out <laughs> yeah probably although i've i keep hearing he's in the movie he's not in the movie he's in the movie he's not in the movie and i was like look it's my own version um it's a kind of a mix between the arkham version and using bits and pieces from other version so i'm just if it comes to it that he is in the movie and he has a costume i'll just be like okay cool i'll make that this one's mine for me and that's a very good point you make for me i always like to make my own versions of a costume i i i've never been the one to try to replicate something exactly from either a movie or a video game um i like mashups i like like i said my own versions uh yeah. A lot of the stuff that you do is very professional. It's very just like the video games or just like the movies. And uh, is that something that interests you doing more and more your own version of things? Um, well, like I do some versions that are my own. Technically, this one is my own version. Um, I just built it to fit into the Snyderverse. Can we actually um, see that up close? Do you mind if we if you yeah, show sure. that? Now, I don't know if anybody knows the kind of work that goes into making something like this, but that, I mean, that's incredible. Uh, tell us a little bit about, if you don't mind, the process of how you... A, came up with the design and actually ended up with a final product. So I went into it going, okay, I wanted this to somehow fit into the Snyderverse. Um, and so I started looking at different parts of what was in Dawn of Justice, what was in Man of Steel, and going because that's around the time that I started working on this. Um, and because one of my mates does the full backfleck. Um, so... We wanted to do shoots together and I went, okay, there's this one tiny little scene where you see Alfred working on a metal helmet. And I sort of went, okay, what if Jason said, well, screw you, Bruce, broke into the Batcave and stole that metal helmet, which is what this is. You can see a lot of all the detail up here is all directly off that tech cow. Um, and the idea was that he just sort of slapped a faceplate on it. Uh, so I spoke to... Crimson Coscraft, he modeled up this whole thing. And I said, look, it needs to fit my head perfectly. There's only about maybe half an inch around my entire head to fit into this thing. So it's, it's snug. Um, there's not a huge amount of space for all the electronics that go in it. Um, 
then this one was 3D printed and finished. It's still personally not up to my standards. I rushed this a lot. Um, eventually, I'm going to go back, reprint it. I'm going to refinish it. The idea was to cast it if enough interest was in it and then sell copies of it. Just raw. I wouldn't do the painting. The paint takes forever on these things. Um, but yeah, uh, this uh, is a this is a three D print. This is not a cast. You didn't. You didn't. Yeah, you, yeah that's a three D print. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that looks and amazing. And does the faceplate come off at all, or no? So the only thing that's attachable is the backplate. Oh, that's perfect. On. Perfect. Um, which is good because at a con, I can just run it without the backplate, and I can tilt the helmet up if I need to. You know talk to people um but for like photo shoots i'll just have it like this it's a full you can see you know it ends up being full helmet um but yeah very nice very nice i really appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with me here uh, i didn't know a ton about you uh, up until recently uh when i found your account online uh but listen you do some amazing work um I'm jealous actually i mean i I, I'm not nowhere near the level of work that you do. To be honest, most of the stuff that I do is still foam-based. I mean, yeah, I have a 3D printer, and a lot of my helmets and faceplates and stuff are, are, are 3D printed, but a lot of my armor work is still foam just because it's just easier for me to do. So I don't have that level of professionalism that you have. Uh, but listen, I, uh, I saw on your Instagram, um, I think it maybe was a couple months ago, you were working on some Batarangs. Uh, specifically, you had a Batman Batarang, you had a Red Hood Batarang design that you made, um, you had a couple of different Robin ones. Did you, first of all, did you make those designs or, or how did those come up? Did yeah. you model those? Yeah, so I, like I've got the, where is it? I've got one of the, um, like, official Batarangs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I just sort of went off that scale and designed them all myself. Uh working off my mechanical background to go, okay, would this actually work if it was real? Uh, started printing them. Personal life happened. Then I kind of just, it fell by the wayside. I've got it out in the workshop, but yeah, I haven't really worked on it for uh, two years at this point. Oh, wow. It was that long ago. <laughs> yeah. I started printing them back in 2019. Oh, Wow. And, and so, I mean, is that something you're going to eventually, or was the plan to eventually make those same thing, cast them and sell them? Is that what the idea was going to be? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it was a matter of getting prints that could be, you know, molded correctly, cast them or work off. Uh, I got a mate that does metal casting. So I was going to talk to him about casting some in metal, uh, see how that went. But best laid plans. Sounds good. Well, hey, listen, if you ever do decide to uh, make those and cast them, you let me know because I might be interested in some of those. <laughs> that that uh, last Robin one that you had on your Instagram was very neat. I'd be very interested in something like that. In the meantime, uh, uh, Tim, do you want to pitch your different uh, social medias, Instagram? I don't know if you have a YouTube uh, yeah, so uh, like I'm only on Instagram and Facebook, so I'm under Saxon Thornstar on Instagram, Thornstar Cosplay on Facebook. Not particularly active at the moment, but I mean, who is? It's COVID. Uh, it's the, kind of the way it goes. Um, trying to get back into it. 
uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got going. Excellent. Well, listen, um, for everybody watching, if you want a chance to win a Batarang, make sure you go follow Tim at Saxton Thornstar. Follow myself, JS Belanger1701 on Instagram, and you have to follow Cosplay Alliance. Like this page or like this video, comment below, and we'll be picking some winners in the next week. Hey, Tim, listen again. Thank you very much for joining me, man. That was uh, awesome for you to take the time to chat with me today. Very much appreciated. Um, any plans to um, come uh, uh, North America-wise uh, at one point for some conventions? Uh, maybe once North America gets everything under control. Um, uh, at one point, I was talking about going to New York Comic Con with Ruthless FX because uh, he and I did so much work together. But oh, that was a couple of years back now. And yeah, it's expensive for me to get over that. Um, Fair enough. I think I, like I priced to go to New York Comic Con at one point, and it it costs just as much to get the armor over there as it does to get me. So that's a bit of an issue. Yeah, true. I never even thought of that. You know, shipping all your <laughs> your costume and stuff. Well, hey, listen. If you ever end up uh, in the Great White North, you know, in Canada, uh, you know, Toronto Fan Expo is always a great time. Uh, you know, we're always there. Cosplay Alliance is always there. Uh, definitely hit us up. Uh, we'd love to have you uh, uh, join us. And thanks again, Tim. And um, hopefully me and you get to chat again at some point. Yeah, sounds good, man. Awesome. Hey, thank you very much, man. And uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. And we'll uh, see you next time.